Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's great to have you here. And you know, I am so excited to share this episode with you because we have had such wonderful guests here on the Tube Labs podcast over the last six to eight months. And each guest had a little bit of wisdom, a nugget of knowledge that was pure gold. And I know not every one of you has had the opportunity to listen to all of the shows and even all of the guests that I've had on the show. So I thought I would take some of the best from each of our guests and share it with you in one show. Hopefully, it's something that you can return back to over and over again throughout 2020. And yes, I hope to do another one at the end of 2020 to uh, reflect on this coming year. But the ability to go back and just review some of the best stuff in one location, that's what I'm looking forward to because I know I'm going to revert back and listen to this show again and again. You know, if you have not taken the time to listen to some of those other shows, I do recommend you do so. And of course, if you have not already, please do so. Rate and review this show wherever you listen to it because it really is helpful and we can get the word out to other YouTubers that may be struggling or need a little boost or just want to be a part of a YouTube community. And that's what we're here for because we all have the same goal. No matter what level we are on, the guests are here for all of us at any level. And the tips and tricks that I share are based on my experiments, what I've done with clients' channels, what I, I have done with my channel, and sometimes outright what I have learned from people who are educating the YouTube community and applying that stuff and seeing how it works and reporting back to you because there are some very smart people out there doing some great work. And our very first guest on the Tube Labs podcast was Nico Kaminsky, who is the creator of the tool Morning Fame. It took me, I think, a year to understand that YouTube doesn't have just the one algorithm, but many different ones. But there is one difference between optimizing a video that you are about to publish and a video that is already published. Sure. Because the new video is watched by your subscribers, right? They didn't right. watch it yet. They get notified about it. They are excited to view it. But if you re-optimize an old video, then no subscribers watch it again because uh, they don't get notified. Uh, they already watched the video, so there's no reason to do it. That first quick clip was Nico reminding us that there's more than one algorithm. And he talked about each one of those algorithms in the podcast. And then we got into search and the importance of search, especially for a small channel and how we can approach that. And we talked about re-optimizing our videos, which can be helpful. But I thought that was a good reminder that when you launch that video or relaunch a video or change something in the video, 
you're not starting from scratch like you normally would, where you would initially have a notification going out to your subscribers or sending people traditionally, as you may, to social media or your email list. That's not happening. So it's not going to be an instant effect when you change your thumbnail, when you change your headline or whatever it may be. So I thought that was a good reminder and certainly worthy of making note of when you decide if you're going to go back and change stuff or make the effort to create new videos. Next is Dan Courier, who had a bit of wisdom that he shared in the podcast, which I actually used as the title of the podcast. So here are a few uh, snippets of Dan Courier's thoughts for the YouTube community. The, the two big strategies that made that particular process successful was uh, the emotional impact and the timing, because I got out before everybody else did, because I was prepared to make videos uh, immediately. And that was, I mean, it turns out that was one of the worst edited videos I've ever made. <laughs> it was jumpy and cutty. And, and right. I actually, because I didn't have a ton of content, what I actually did in that video, which in hindsight probably helped me even more, is as I went to a particular topic or a particular subject they needed to focus on, I kicked them to another video that I already made. That was Dan talking about his breakout video that really helped kick his channel into gear. It's an interesting story because there are a lot of nuggets, but as much as he will say, oh, it was a little bit of luck in there, which it was, it is always a little bit of luck for everyone, but luck kind of falls on those who are prepared. And he explains how he was prepared and saw something coming and was one of the first people there. That is tremendous. And the more I talk with YouTubers, Quite often, not always, not always, of course, but there are some videos that have caught on to at least something that people are interested in or talking about. It's, it's not complicated. It's just hard and people want easy. So right. you're trying that's a good way to, to put it. It's not yeah. complicated. It's hard, but people want easy. That, yeah. that's, that's, that's a quote for the show, I think. <laughs> Next up, we have my friend Owen Video. What's going to move the needle for you are going to be videos that, that actually give away your product, right? Or give away your secrets. And I know that that's really challenging for, for us as entrepreneurs to hear, right? Well, I can't give away my secret sauce. Owen. why would somebody buy from me? Well, they'll buy from you because you gave away your secret sauce. Well, now what? Well, now you need to master the email platform. Now you need to be able to, to send them you know, weekly, once a week or twice a week emails. But oh, and isn't that way too much to email? I don't want to annoy my people. <laughs> know what's annoying about email? Getting email from people you don't remember, yes. you don't remember signing up to. I now seek Sean out and I'm just like, hey, can I get five minutes? Can I get two minutes, right? So seek advice from people and, and understand how this works, right? Because if you try to do it on your own, I think that you're going to get disappointed and God forbid depressed. If you're really interested in the business side of video or using video for your business, definitely check out that podcast with Owen Video. That's where he has been focusing these days and he has a ton of knowledge that was shared. That email section was kind of about email in general, but it was such an important 
concept that I thought I would throw that in there because email, you know, many of the people who are doing really well on YouTube, well, they're doing well because they have an email list to notify people when they publish a video. And my most successful ventures in YouTube have been when we've had an email list to support the effort. Next up is Danielle Battelle. We had a fun conversation and the title talks about dodging tornadoes and that was the truth. Funny because I run into a lot of people who are like, what was the thing? How did you do it? What was the trick? What was the magic that you had that I don't have in my equation? Right. And I, and a lot of it is really simple messaging that I keep trying to um, show to other people in their own channels that if you can just be really focused and really clear in understanding what it is your channel is about, who your target audience is, and why they should watch your channel, the entire world of YouTube becomes infinitely simpler. Here's where um, I always lean into creators and say, listen, there's, there's three things that YouTube wants from every one of us, irregardless or regardless, whichever word you prefer, (laughs) um, of what niche you're in or what you're talking about or what type of channel you are. YouTube just wants you to bring people to the platform, get them watching, keep them watching. Right. They only want that so they can serve them ads and drive revenue to YouTube. That was a fun conversation with Danielle Patel. And you know, it's definitely a podcast that I think you should maybe make a note to listen to. There are a few of them, and that is definitely one of them. Another one that I think was very helpful to many creators was when we had Jeremy Vest on the show, and we talked about thumbnails. We know how important thumbnails are to get that click. And Jeremy has a whole system and approach to thumbnails. He actually runs a Facebook group about thumbnails. And even at VidSummit, he had a meeting for the thumbnail group. So that's his thing. And he has a lot of experience with that area of YouTube. And so it was really nice to have him on. So here we go. Here are a few of the nuggets from that show. Close-up eyes. So basically, I call this the three E's. Eyes, emotion, and excitement. Mm -hmm. And eyes subconsciously are the window to the soul. So eyes are very important. Nonverbal communication is greater than verbal communication. So things like your hands and your body gestures and your movements and your eyes subconsciously help people connect to you as a human. So if the, the... if you have faces in your thumbnails and they're really small, people mm-hmm. won't be able to see the whites of their eyes and therefore they won't be able to connect. Mm-hmm. So you want excitement, you want energy, eyes, emotion, and you want, uh, again, being clickable, having reasons to click. Emotion's one of the biggest ways to do that. Jeremy had a lot of great information like that in the podcast. So if you're not sure you want to listen to all of the back episodes, again, I think this is one you may want to listen to just because there's some really good knowledge in there for you as you start to think about how you want to improve your thumbnails. The following guest is Brian G. Johnson, and he is one of the first people that I started following. He was early in his 
current YouTube journey when we started connecting. And it's been a lot of fun to watch him grow. And he continues to crank out some really good information. So I was looking forward to this conversation with him after these last few years to have him on the show and share his knowledge and his story. Certainly worth your time. Here are a few of the nuggets that Brian shared. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a huge proponent of focus. It's one of the hardest things to do. And, and I know for myself, and I believe for most people, the more we can focus on really doing one thing amazingly well, the mm -hmm. more likely that's the case. And human beings generally tend to flock to awesome stuff. So right. to drive some pretty exciting results. And for me, the thing that I see as far as you know, what is the thing that I learned or what did I discover about growth or what are the things that people are asking is I really became, it really became painfully obvious that the answer is right in front of us. How I view and how I think about the audience as I do today was very different. It was much, 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 much more about my own personal expression mm. and it was a lot more about having fun. It yep. was a lot more about being different and like, What's really interesting is I look at the last few videos I've uploaded and I look at the videos that I uploaded when I started mm -hmm. and I feel like both of those sets of videos are very, very different from what my peers do and I really have found my own voice and I had to go through that process of just, you know, coming in and, in, you know, we all want to take on the world and have yeah. the absurd growth but sometimes you just need to, you need to experience the thing it is that you want to achieve success in. I really enjoyed that conversation with Brian. Part of it is because he was one of the first creators, YouTube educators that I latched onto. Although he was new to the game, I saw a lot of promise and really reached out to him more than the other educators. And it's just been a lot of fun to see him grow. So that was certainly a special uh, podcast for me specifically. Next, we have the other end of the spectrum, not, not in terms of quality or in terms of the type of creator, but relationship-wise. Joseph Christina was actually someone that I took under my wing back in the day, many years ago in social media. Joseph read and listened to my work and eventually reached out and connected with me. And we had the opportunity to meet at conferences and work together and be on each other's podcasts and so forth. And today he's on YouTube and doing an excellent job growing his channel. So I had to have him on because he's a friend and I appreciate the work he is doing in the photography community. He is not a YouTube educator, but he had some good information to share with us in the TubeLab community. You know, um, I think one of the major points uh, with doing any type of YouTube content is produce content, not just for yourself, but for your viewers and to mm -hmm. know your viewer. Um, many of us feel that what we have to say is so damn important that we have to say it. And then what happens is, is you're talking to yourself right. and no one's listening because yeah. they really don't want to know about what you think they want to know. You almost have to figure out what they want to know and then give it to them. 
you have to obviously do all of the stuff that you would do for Google. YouTube is Google, Google is YouTube, and those descriptions are mission critical. Your thumbnails have to be impactful. Um, I, I know there's, I can't, can't say enough about thumbnails because yeah. when yeah. you go onto a TV, for example, a lot of people now are watching YouTube on TV. And yeah. when you go in there and you're kind of surfing around, um, you know, I was notorious for putting together almost the same thumbnails over and over and over, especially yeah, right. with, D, with Digital Photography Cafe. It was like the same thing, change yeah, the number, right. change this or whatever, and you get lazy. Um, what I did different with Jay Christina um, is I didn't do that. Right from the beginning, I made sure that every single thumbnail was different and it was important and it kind of said something. Yeah, I, I would think the, the number one thing is if you're going to start... Um, Start yesterday. Um, right. Don't wait. Don't think that you know you're going to have to have the best lights. You're going to have to have the best camera. You're going to have to have the best audio because you simply don't. There's a lot of people that have a ton more followers, a ton more subscribers than I do that have nothing that use their iPhone for everything, and it's simply good enough. It was a joy to talk with Joseph because he's not a traditional YouTube educator. He's a guy who is having success on YouTube and sharing his thoughts and ideas. And some of them don't necessarily, in many cases, match up with some of the traditional YouTube educators. He has his point of view on the way things work, and it's from his experience. And so sometimes it was just kind of refreshing to hear just some straightforward, honest stuff from a guy who is doing it. Next is somebody that I have had the opportunity to get to know a little bit better. I would comment on his YouTube channel, and then I had the opportunity to meet him at VidSummit. And since VidSummit, we've had the opportunity to connect on a regular basis, and we actually chat regularly with a few other creators Dane Golden has been doing some interesting work in the YouTube educator community as of late, and it was great to have him on because we talked about you. I want to know how someone's going to help me right away. And I noticed in helping companies with their videos, anecdotally, meaning just video by video, I could see that videos that looked at the camera and often said the word you or some version like that or addressed the, the viewer directly right at the beginning, those tended to do better. But I couldn't prove it. I couldn't come up with numbers. And as we know, businesses want numbers to prove something. Absolutely. Yeah. So I worked with Phil Starkovich at TubeBuddy and we looked at 30,000 videos across more wow. than 50 different factors and variations of the word you. If you say the word you, we did this a median, not an average, but a median, meaning the center number. Mm -hmm. If you said the word you of, of 30,000 videos, if you said the word you in the first five seconds, just once, the videos did 66% better. Wow. In views. So that means if you got 100,000 views, you'd get 166,000 views. So that was Dane Golden sharing some interesting information about the word you in collaboration with uh, the research with TubeBuddy. And it goes on from there. There's a lot of great information about that. So definitely check out that podcast if that sounded interesting to you. And you, of course, he has some of that information over at his YouTube channel. 
Lastly, my last guest in 2019 is Herman Drost. And we talked about playlists and I shared some of my techniques related to playlists and he shared some of his insight related to playlists. And I thought it was valuable because playlists are often forgotten about. And this was a good reminder of some of the things that you can do to help you increase the number of views on your videos. Well, I've noticed that uh, you can rank playlists in the search engines. Uh, besides, you know, just your videos, they, they can, if you optimize them correctly, then uh, they can, they can, uh, they can rank also. So it gets you some extra traffic, but I think it's uh, playlists are also like a long, long-term strategy because when I'm thinking of a new video, then I'm not thinking of just a solo video. I'm thinking of a series uh, of right. you know, like putting a, thinking of a particular theme and then how can I extrapolate that out to maybe five or 10 different videos? Uh, so in a series, but then I find also you got to keep an eye on your playlist to like the ones, you know, if there's a high performing video, try to put that at the top of your playlist and then the others, other ones in descending order. Right. And then, uh, then maybe a next most popular playlist or what people, you know, really are interested in put that in, a, as your second playlist, another section on your channel homepage. So basically you're sharing your playlists everywhere. Um, and I find another strategy is to uh, embed it on your website. So when people go to your website that they're not just watching a, one video, but you know, if you want to get rankings uh, in Google, then if people stay longer on your web page, then that sends a signal to Google to rank that particular web page. So if you have people that come to your web page, then you know, watch one, one video after another, right. then they're staying longer on your web page and you can get rankings on both. Uh, well, you're getting rankings in three places. You're getting on Google, you're getting on YouTube, and then also you're ranking your playlist. Well, there you have it. Those were the guests on the Tube Labs podcast for 2019. And as I mentioned before, we have Nick Nimmin kicking off 2020. And this year, we'll have an entire year's worth of guests. And I'm looking forward to seeing who we get on the show and some of the interesting insights. We always have Again, these little golden nuggets that we find in each one of the podcasts. So I hope, and please do, continue to listen to the Tube Labs podcast. Please share the Tube Labs podcast. And I'm looking forward to supporting you in the growth of your channel in 2020. We'll talk to you next time. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com. If you find the Tube Labs podcast valuable, don't forget to rate and review it. You may connect with Rosh on Twitter at Rosh Sillers.